3: Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just eight ninety seven at The Home Depot. How doers get more done.
0: What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
3: Have you ever wanted to know what's inside the vault at NFL Films? Well, I've got the keys and I'm going to let you in. Join me, Andrea Kramer, for a new podcast featuring raw, unedited conversations between the legendary former head of NFL Films, Steve Sable, and some of the greatest figures in NFL history. Listen to NFL Films' Tales from the Vault on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The NFL Podcast Network is your home for all things football. Do you love hearing analysis around the league with a touch of mirth? Or maybe you enjoy breaking down X's and O's in the college scouting scene. Do you breathe, sleep, and eat fantasy football?
1: Perhaps you love the funny headlines that emerge each
2: week. What if you want in-depth news coverage with reporters?
1: Or what if you want to know exactly how each team got its name?
2: Well, you're in luck because the NFL Podcast Network has a show for everybody. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
4: Well, you heard the man with the dulcet tones and the golden pipes and... We're 11 hours away from Sunday NFL Week 5, and we've got a packed show tonight. And on that note, welcome back to another award-winning edition of Straight Out of Vegas, the weekend adaptation. I'm Bernie Frado. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. So go to geico.com for a free rate quote. Tonight, I compare Tom Brady to another legend from another sport – who was also ageless, but more universally loved. And when I put the two side by side, the Brady haters will still be Brady haters, but they might have a different perspective. In about 15 minutes, Steve Fezzik, he'll join via phone and we'll chop up week five in the NFL rapid fire lightning round fashion and get to some best bets as well. Later on, after Ralph Irvin's update, I'll share my thoughts on another polarizing quarterback, and that would be Dak Prescott. I will dissect some numbers and then you can tell me, even though Dak can move the chains, can he move the needle? See, Jerry Jones ain't getting any younger. And, of course, we wrap things up with Mackinon Sports, and we wrap up the show with the Thinking Man's segment of the program. Sports are entertainment, but they're more than that. They are shared experience, and as such, people want to talk about them. You've come to the right place. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. This is Straight out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. And as they say in Dino Cicerelli, Minnesota, it's going to be lit. All right, full disclosure, Thursday night, just when I was all set to say Tampa Bay's 4-1 and and beat my chest, well, this just in. Turns out the Tampa Bay Bucks are a little scruffy around the edges. They're very sloppy. They're mistake-prone. Heading into the game, they were number three in the league in turnovers and penalties, and no Godwin, no O.J. Howard, Mike Evans not healthy. They had 11 turnovers versus the Bears Thursday night, so now they're number one in turnovers. But they're still three and two. But the Brady lightning rod echo chamber is still louder than ever because the bar is so high. You know, we're only nine days removed from the six year anniversary of the game in which Belichick famously responded by saying, On to Cincinnati. That was six years ago. And everybody was predicting Brady's demise then as well, calling him names. He since won three Super Bowls. So can we just pump the brakes? But no, no, we can't because he, when, Brady, when Brady held up four fingers Thursday night, ostensibly because he'd lost track of downs, again, there was a palpable sense of glee among the Brady-hater nation, kind of like when the Bucks lost to the Saints opening week and people wrote his epitaph then too for the umpteenth time. You know, Nolan Ryan, Hall of Fame Major League Baseball pitcher who played until he was 46 years old, once said, quote, the mark of a winner is when he can beat you even though he doesn't have his best stuff that day. And he would know. Hold that thought. Because Brady will still beat you in when they don't have their best stuff. They're still 3-2. and two. And, oh, yeah, remember when the L.A. Chargers jumped out on the Tampa Bay Bucks last Sunday, 24-7? to The group think echo chamber was on fire once again. Before the ink was dry on Tom Brady's eulogy, They were dancing on his grave, as they've done so many times before, just like they did back in 2018 as well. But Tom Brady is 43 years old, and he continues to confound his critics. He said the same thing in 2018 when he was 41. See, there's three types of age. Chronological, that's your mathematical age. That's your odometer, but it's just a number. Brady's 43. Biological, that's your psychological age. No, excuse me, biological I would say that's your physiology. That's your physical makeup, your health. Brady, to me, he he looks about 32 in that category. So then there's psychological age, and that's the Brady age I see. Hungry, still 20 years old, still knocking on the door in Lloyd Carr's office in Michigan, asking why he doesn't start because he lights up the scout team every day. He's still got something to prove. He's still got a chip on your shoulder. Just like the day when Lloyd Carr told him back in 1998, Tom, worry about yourself. Now, I invoke Nolan Ryan's name because the two are very comparable. Both Brady and Nolan Ryan command respect. Their teammates believe in him. They trust them. They follow their leadership. Both are natural leaders. And I define leadership as influence based on trust you've earned due to your consistently successful behavior. Now, both Brady and Nolan Ryan presided over noticeable cultural changes with every organization they worked for, even at a young age. And it doesn't end in their youth. See, Nolan Ryan, after the age of 40, well, he actually won 63 more ball games on the mound. And after age 43, he even won 35 games. In fact, Ryan threw two no-hitters after the age of 43. He, a, he threw a total of seven in his career. He threw his seventh no-hitter at the age of 44. Additionally, Nolan Ryan also threw 12 one-hitters in his career, the last one being at age 46. So what is this fixation with age? Nolan Ryan was still clocked at 97 miles per hour at age 44. Tom Brady is getting older, but according to a trainer he worked with, there's no reason the New England Patriots former quarterback can't compete in the NFL well into his 40s. That's what the trainer said. Back in the day, he said, quote, we know if an athlete is willing to pay his dues, willing to do what he needs to do, he can delay the aging process, not forever, but he can slow it down. I think Tom is going to be one of those. Brady has an incredible commitment to pushing that aging process back. And it's not just the mechanics, the trainer went on to say. It's functional strength. It's mental. It's emotional. It's nutrition. It's all the things that are required of an elite athlete. They just have to work harder and smarter about it than they did while they were getting to the top of their career. Now, for what, for what it's worth, the trainer is a guy I bet you've heard of. His name is Tom House. I bet you've heard of Tom House, former major league pitcher, former coach, and frankly, a guru of kinesiology. And he would know because he worked with Nolan Ryan back in 1989 when Ryan was 42 years old. And, oh, yeah, I left something out. Tom House made those comments about Tom Brady back in 2014. Since then, Brady's been to four Super Bowls, and again, he's won three. Suffice it to say, House knows a thing or two about legends. By the way, a few trivia buffs, Tom House not only played alongside Hank Aaron, he caught the famous home run ball in the bullpen the night Hank Aaron hit uh, home run number 715 off of Al Downing, passing Babe Ruth back on April 8th, 1974. And not for nothing, Aaron was 40 years old when he hit that record-breaking home run. In fact, Aaron played three more years in the major leagues and hit a total of 42 home runs after the age of 40. All right. So, if you're going to pick on Brady, why don't we just do this? Let's see where this thing finishes up after 16 games. Not one game, not three games, not five games. All right, they're three and two. Maybe they should be four and one. Maybe some people think they should be two and three. What does it matter? They're three and two. The same record they were in 2018 when everybody told me Brady was washed up then after five weeks when the Patriots were 3-2. and two. And yes, they went on to win the Super Bowl. Let's give it 16 games and see what's happening. On another note, I want to shift gears here. It's been the talk of the town in terms of all the scoring in the NFL. Man, let's face it, it's up. Scoring is up at the NFL. Let's unpack why. Because in the entire 100-year history, the NFL has never opened a season on the kind of scoring binge we've seen in 2020. Teams are averaging almost 25 points, offensive points, per game during the first four weeks. Now, that's 16% better than 2019 over the same period and 22% higher than the average during the past 20 years. Now, there are a number of theories for the surge, from high-level quarterback play to the coronavirus pandemic-related loss of home crowd advantage. All these things have merit, but there's another direct correlation emanating from the league office. At the direction of the new leadership team, on-field officials, they have changed the way they enforce penalties, especially offensive holding. This is a way that's too dramatic to ignore. Through the first 48 games of 2020, Officials threw flags for 95 offensive holding penalties. That's 60% fewer than 2019. In the meantime, the NFL has produced an on-field start that fits all the boxes for modern fans. More scoring, faster pacing, fewer flags. Nothing kills the flow of a game like a flag. Nothing kills your offensive drive like a penalty. Now the NFLs known for a while that it would open its season amidst the most crowded sports calendar in history. They're, I mean come on they're competing with the NBA, the WNBA, the NHL, they were still underway Major League Baseball. Meanwhile, they you know they knew that they had to deal with the the coronavirus situation like everybody else. The NFL also understood that it had just put its officiating department through a significant transition that might be better suited to its limiting its flag throwing. In addition to, again, this new leadership team, they replaced a total of 11 officials because of retirements, attrition, and pandemic opt-outs. The group also lost out on a lot of valuable training camp and preseason preparation time, and most of these crews didn't even meet each other in person until they convened to meet at the stadiums for the week one games. But there's also a clear connection between offensive penalty totals and subsequent yards lost in sustaining drives. See, since the start of the uh, 2001 season, it's been twice as difficult to gain a first down on a play after an offensive penalty, 19%, 19%, which means if you get any kind of offensive penalty on a drive, 19.9% more difficult than to get a first down than if you don't have a penalty. And according to these metric models, the worst plays in football come immediately after a penalty. In fact, On average, when teams uh, commit a penalty, they they lose yards the next play. And it almost goes without saying that an increase in defensive pass interference calls helps passing as well. In 2020, offenses gained 33% more. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. Penalty yards via pass interference than during the first three weeks of 2019. Almost 400 yards more. That matters. By the way, why the focus on offensive holding? Because historically, it is the most frequently called foul in all of football. And it's a drive killer. And unlike pass interference, most fans never see the actual infraction, so they don't lose their minds like they would lose their minds on a pass interference play. At the end of the day, after the first quadrant of the 2020 season, the NFL has produced an on-field start that, as I said, really checks all the boxes and makes this game fun, fast, entertaining, and high-scoring. That's why totals are up so high. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 Minutes ago, coming up, Steve Fezzik, rapid fire fashion, lightning round. We're going to chop up NFL Week Five. Fez will give you his best bet, and we'll get to as many of these games as we can. I'm Bernie Frado. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted. So don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Straight
5: out of Vegas, the great Bernie
1: Frado, folks she fit we're tired of hearing new year new you fat burning secrets and lose weight fast the only thing you need to lose is self-doubt the body you're in deserves respect love and support support you're not getting from your current sports bra it's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market it's time to feel real support from she fit save ten dollars today at shefitcom slash 2022 Hi, everybody. I'm Rachel Benetta, and I have my very own podcast called Benched with Bonetta. You kidding me? Woo!
4: I'm just here so I won't get fined.
1: You may know me from Game Day View or Game Day Morning on NFL Network. Basically, any shows with the word game in it. Odds are you'll find me there. Every week, I'm going to be talking about all the things I find fascinating about the NFL, like breaking down games, questioning Tom Brady's genetic makeup. It's going to be great i'm also doing something that has never been done before i'm opening my dms
2: dms now open
1: we want to hear from you fans of the nfl
5: and yeah, when i woke up this morning i was feeling pretty dangerous
1: did you commit a misdemeanor crime when you were 12 and need to tell somebody about it please for the love of roger goodell do not tell me i can be held accountable Listen every Tuesday and join me on the bench. Subscribe now and listen to the Benched with Bonetta podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: I'm John Gonzalez, the host of Sports Illustrated Weekly. Sports Illustrated has delivered the best storytelling in sports for 70 years. First in the pages of the magazine, then on SI.com, and now that tradition continues on a new podcast. Each week, we'll dive deep into the best stories from around the sports world. We'll ask the questions that we're all wondering and push for the answers we all want. Everything from investigating the Super Bowl's impact on L.A. to examining why booing is as big a part of the fan experience as cheering. Sports Illustrated Weekly is here to bring you the entertaining tales you can't get anywhere else. The kinds of stories that make you smile and laugh, clap and cry, marvel, think, and fall in love with sports all over again. Sports Illustrated Weekly is available every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now.
6: Perk up your ears for Farmers Policy Perks. From discounts to added benefits, you can get a whole lot of something. Get a quote by calling 1-800-FARMERS.
7: We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum,
6: bum, bum. Not available in every state, only available with select farmers' branded policies underwritten by farmers, trucker, fire insurance exchanges, or affiliate.
4: We're back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto coming to you live. From the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's welcome in a gentleman. You hear him Monday through Friday here, 3 to 4 Pacific, 6 to 7 Eastern, on the weekday version of Straight Out of Vegas with RJ Bell and Jonas Knox and crew. The only two time winner of the Westgate Super Contest. Say hello to Steve Fezic. Fezic, how are you, buddy?
8: Weekend with Bernie. What could be finer? Great to be on air.
4: Well, that's some nice alliteration there, my friend. All right, let's go to Cleveland. This is actually a game where I like the under, but uh, you've got some situations here, and you might believe this is a tough spot
8: for Indy. Yeah, so I I really think that, that Cleveland's the right side in this game, but the I think the under is my best bet in this game, and it's all about the fact that... Uh, you look at both these teams, Bernie. They love to pound the rock. Indy and Cleveland yes. both run the ball 50% plus and both play at a very slow pace. So with lots of running and a slow pace, I think it's going to be a very close game. The reason I like Cleveland, we saw Indy on the road, tough game against the Bears, and now they have to go ahead and face a team with a lot of momentum with Cleveland and in a home underdog momentum situation. Good spot for Cleveland on Browns, and I'm on the underdog
4: i'm with you i like that under as well as indy proved they've got the number one defense plus not for nothing everybody saw cleveland and dallas rack up 87 points last week so i think this number is artificially high do you agree the exactly total?
8: right that's why this total is 48 because everyone just saw cleveland score 48 points by themselves
4: all right the dolphins travel across country to face san francisco big news jimmy g will be under center but they're laying a boatload i kind of like the dog here
8: Yeah, I I love Jimmy G. You always worry. When a team has been as injured as the 49ers, I pass this game because oftentimes you see all the players give maximum effort. And now that all the offensive guys, the receivers specifically, are coming back, you have to worry. Maybe they exhale and everyone takes a breath and you don't get that all-in effort. So I'll pass the game.
4: Jason Garrett returns to his own stopping grounds in Dallas. The Cowboys uh, host the Giants. I've seen 8.5. I've seen nine. Any time a team in the National Football League runs for
8: 300 yards on you, you got problems. Do you have a thought on this game tomorrow? Well, Dallas is a bully. Dallas is now 12-1 and straight up and against the spread as a division favorite, and they've beaten the heck out of Washington and the New York Giants in recent years. However, they, Dallas does have cluster injuries on offense, and they can't tackle anyone. I think I'm going to tease Dallas down. That'll be my bet.
4: All right, interesting. I I, I should have uh, specified that. Cleveland ran for over 300 yards against uh, the Cowboys last week, and I, I don't think Jim Brown played, so this is a concern. All right, Chargers visit New Orleans. They've been solid as a dog. They're getting over a touchdown, but they're like a mash unit.
8: You know, the one thing that no one seems to be talking about is that I really think this was a disruption in schedule with the Hurricane Delta moving through the area. And I think that that's a big disadvantage for New Orleans. We saw LSU lose straight up at Missouri. And I got to feel that the, past, that the normal uh, practices were disrupted. So because of that, I could see backing the Chargers in this game. That's the side I'd look towards.
4: Michael Thomas, is he going to be back? There's thoughts that he might be.
8: I expect that he will be back. He's worth a point and a half if fully healthy. But if if he's barely played all year long, is he going to be fully healthy? That's a big question.
4: All right, this next game is one of my favorite games. It's not my best bet, but Pittsburgh laying seven. Since 2010, teams have come off an upset win of a dog of six or more points. That's Philadelphia. They went on the road last week and beat the Niners as a dog. And they're a dog of six or more. The following week, in the last 10 years, there have been 53 occurrences of that nature. Only three teams won outright, 13 and 39 against the spread. I think Pittsburgh might have the best defense in the NFL. Would you lay the seven?
8: I would, and I've got. I need a team to tease with Dallas. So I think I'll tease Pittsburgh as well. And what I love about that trend you just gave, it makes sense, Bernie. You go in as a big underdog, you win outright. Think of all the energy you put forth. You, um, you have your plane ride home. You're so happy. It's so difficult to get up for that very next game when you're a big underdog again, away from home.
4: Let's not wait till the end of this segment. Let's do the best bet now because we're both in agreement on this one. Cleveland, uh, check that. Cincinnati visits Baltimore. They're catching 13-and-a-half. We both like the dog. You start first and tell us why.
8: Cincinnati's offense is undervalued based upon Burrow's development. Burrow wasn't very good his first game against the Chargers, and part of that is he was over-targeting A.J. Green, who looks to be somewhat washed up. Now Burrow's been going to Higgins. He's been going to Boyd. He's spreading the ball around to mix and other players much better. So Cincinnati's offense is improved. And Cincinnati's defense has now seen Jackson's offense three times already. That familiarity has to benefit a defense against that quirky offense of Baltimore among the Bengals.
4: I'm on the Bengals too. It's my best bet. Uh, by the way, not for nothing, Fez. Lamar Jackson's been a home favorite 14 times. He's only four and ten against the number. That's 38 percent. And I found that in the first game between uh, the first game between two divisional opponents, the dog covers 56 percent of the time. So, a lot, getting a lot of points. I just think that that number's too big, Fez. Don't you? Isn't it, I mean, Isn't Baltimore too expensive?
8: Oh, absolutely. And these two teams, I know that there was one blot the last time they played. The two games before were very close. Give me the points.
4: All right. The Seattle Seahawks at home laying a touchdown to Minnesota, but they're doing something. The Seahawks, it's only been done once in the last 40 years. They start the season 4-0, but they've been outgained in all four games. The last team that did that was the Arizona Cardinals 2012, started out 4-0, Finish five and eleven. I'm not predicting Seattle's going to finish five and eleven, but it's got to catch up with them, Feds, or they're being outgained every week.
8: Seattle is a fugazi, not just this year, but last year. Bernie Seattle is now thirteen and two. The last two years in close games that cannot continue, and it wouldn't surprise me if they lost this game outright. This is a game I'm not going to tease the seven-point favorite in.
4: Talking with Steve Fezzik, the only two-time winner of the Westgate Super Contest. You hear him here weekdays, three to four Pacific, straight out of Vegas, with RJ Bell, Jonas Knox, and the whole crew. Let's head to Kansas City, where the Raiders are catching twelve and a half. I actually saw Don do eleven and a half today. Fezzik DM thoughts on this game?
8: Yeah, bad spot for Kansas City off of back-to-back Monday Night Football games and big brand teams. Baltimore, and New England, and now in a short week, they got to face the Raiders. Love the fact that Carr has been talking about he's sick of losing, he's disgusted, the Raiders are getting healthier on offense. I think you got to look towards the
2: Raiders.
4: A lot of points they're getting, and again, a divisional game. Here's another game that caught my eye. You've got a team 0-4. The Atlanta Falcons laying points at home against Carolina. Your thoughts?
8: Yeah, the market disagrees with me because the money's coming in on Atlanta, but I like Carolina. Carolina's undervalued. Brand-new coaching staff, brand-new quarterback in Bridgewater, brand-new players, two losses to start the season against the spread. They could have covered both those games. Since then, Carolina's shown nothing but improvement, upset wins against the Chargers and Arizona. I favor Carolina, but the market disagrees with me.
4: I'm kind of with you on this. I'm not involved in the game, but I really like Teddy Bridgewater, and I like Matt Rule. I'm, I've got my eye on them. All right. Uh, Arizona visits the Jets, and all of a sudden, Arizona's a chic team. They're laying points on the road all the time, laying seven at New York. Seems like a bad spot, though, for the Cardinals.
8: Yeah, Cards absolutely laid an egg against Carolina last week. But the market doesn't care because the Jets are just historically bad. How bad in that Thursday night game, the Jets get the game gifted to them with a plus-three turnover, two Brett Rippon fourth-quarter interceptions. Eh, The Jets still lose by nine points. If I had to bet it, I'd bet
4: Arizona. All right, let's squeeze in two more here. The Rams visit the Washington football team. Say hello to Kyle Allen. Fez, Washington getting a boatload of points at home, seven and a half.
8: Yep, before the quarterback change, I had Washington with my lowest-rated starting quarterback. After the quarterback change, I still have them with my lowest-rated starting quarterback, but I do think they might get an energy boost. And the Rams, it is their third trip flying east in four games. I'd lean Washington.
4: All right, last game we'll talk about tonight. Jacksonville visits Houston. Uh, Houston, I believe, is laying six. The storyline there, of course, uh, Bill O'Brien, you're fired. By the way, Fez, the NFL is not like the NBA, where when they bring in a new coach, the very next game they get an effort. Teams, the last ten coaches who've been fired in midseason in the NFL, their teams the following week only went two and eight against the number. Would you lay the six here against Jacksonville?
8: You know that's very interesting because I always look towards the team that made the coaching change, but it's a great point that. In a long season in MLB or NBA, maybe having the players sky high off a coaching firing is more important than a sh- when there's only 16 games and everyone typically is up. I'm going to go ahead and pass this game. If I had to bet it, I would bet Houston just because they've had such a difficult strength of schedule year-to-date, a little bit undervalued.
3: Thanks
4: a lot, Fizz. Let's do it next week. Go Bengals. <laughs> That's right. Bengals was 13.5. It's our best bet. Coming up, speaking of best bets, Sleepy, 4-0. and on Best Bets, and he's got a good one this week involving a teaser. Plus, I'm going to give a little commentary on Dak Prescott. He's moving the chains, sometimes moves the offense, but can he move the needle? But first... Hey, let's welcome in an old friend back to Straight Out of Vegas. It's, it's Ralph Irvin with the latest.
6: Well, thank you very much, Bernie. And it was a busy day in college football, especially in Clemson, South Carolina. Everyone focus on Trevor Lawrence, but don't forget Travis Etienne.
3: Lawrence he gives it to Etienne. There he he bounced it
2: outside the 30 the 35 40, 45 50. Down the sideline he goes. Stays in bounds at the 30, the 20, the 10, the
0: 5. Etienne to the
6: house for 6. They're just laughing about it on the Clemson network. He finished with two touchdowns, 149 yards on the ground. Lawrence, 332 yards, a total offense, and four touchdowns. Number one, Clemson rolls past number seven, Miami, 42-27. Number two, Alabama, well, they couldn't be stopped by Ole Miss. 63-48, the final score. Nick Saban, 21-0 against former assistants in uh, Najee Harris. 209 yards rushing five touchdowns on the day next up for number two bama will be number three georgia the dogs were 44 21 winners over tennessee 193 yards on the ground for georgia minus one for tennessee that's not going to get it done number 21 Texas a&m the big upset of number four florida 41-38. 41 to 38. Now the Titans and Patriots able to return to their training facility Saturday after multiple COVID-19 positive tests. New England will host Denver on Monday night. Tennessee will host Buffalo on Tuesday. The Jets announced no players or staff have tested positive for COVID-19. So their game Sunday against Arizona. Proceeding is scheduled. Le'Veon Bell also will be active as we send it back now to Bernie Frato.
4: Thank you very much, Ralph. Testing positive for not standing update. All right, let's go to our best bet from Sleepy. Now, Sleepy is 4-0. First four weeks, they've been all... uh Player prop bets, and Sleepy's cashed on all of them. Hope you were along for the ride on those. Now, he's got a best bet teaser, and it's very interesting. I'm not necessarily a fan of teasers, but if you look at the way Sleepy breaks this down, this is the way to do it, because when you bet two teams and you need two outcomes to cash in your teaser, you want to cross over the key numbers of three, four, six, seven. And seven. In other words, don't look at a team and say, well, they're getting 13. Let's make it 19. Then I'll feel safe. That's not the way you do it. Sleepy is going to explain how you do it. Let's give it a listen.
5: All right, Bernie, let me get this party started with my NFL Sunday best bet. We're going to go ahead. We're going to shift away from our hot run of player props. I'm recommending a six-and-a-half-point teaser on the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Seattle Seahawks. Now, the six-and-a-half-point tease, that's going to put us in a position where we just need the Steelers and the Seahawks to win their games at home. The Eagles are going to end up having their hands full here with this Steelers' defense, which is ranked number one in the league. And we know Philly has issue at wide receiver because Wentz is throwing the ball to guys named Fulgroom, Killings Jr., and Hightower, just to name a few. You know, I think it really comes down to Miles Sanders, and he's going to need to run for probably about four. 450 yards in this game look that's not gonna happen Pitts' rush defense number one in the league they only surrender around 55 yards per game on the ground so I don't expect Sanders to do much and I think the Eagles are still a few weeks away as for the Seahawks I'll take Russell Wilson any day of the week home or road doesn't matter Wilson is the MVP of this league right now and as for the other quarterback Kirk Cousins he's been disappointing to go ahead and say the least He also struggles outside of the 1 p.m. time slot, especially if it's on the road. Cousins will make some mistakes in this game, and he's going to turn it over to Wilson, who seemingly never makes those mistakes. I'll put my faith in Wilson, Metcalf, Lockett, and Carson to go ahead and get the job for me done on Sunday night. So, Bernie, my NFL Sunday best bet, six-and-a-half-point teaser, Pittsburgh Steelers and the Seattle Seahawks.
4: All right, first of all, Pittsburgh, I love that play tremendously, as I talked about with Fez. Philly went on the road last week, had a herculean effort, won outright as a dog of 6 points or eight, they were actually 8 point dog. They won outright, but the trend since 2010 that if a team goes on the road and wins outright as a dog of 6 or more points and then they're a dog of 6 or more the following week, and by the way this is Philly's second game on the road back to back, 3 and 50 straight up, 13 and 39 against the spread. I don't see how Philly can win that game. Pitt looks solid. And Seattle, Russell Wilson at home against a Minnesota team that I think is better than they've showed, but they had to turn over a lot of personnel this year. And Seattle might not cover that game, but it's hard for me to believe that Seattle will lose at home. And I will say this again, sleepy, sleepy. Good stuff. Good research. You're crossing over key numbers are three, four, six, and seven. So you've got two teams that just need to win the cash. Sleep is already four and zero. Let's see if he can go five and zero. All right. I want to talk about Dak Prescott because tonight is quarterback polarizing quarterback night. Uh, Tom Brady. I mean, I'm always. I already had haters coming at me about Brady. You know, they've they've got their reasons. It couldn't have been him. It's it's the system. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. This is America. You have a right to have an opinion. Let's talk about Dak Prescott because he's a good quarterback. He moves the chains. He moves the offense. But can he move the needle? And you know what I mean by that? Jerry wants another Lombardi Trophy. Now, last week Prescott threw for 502 yards and four touchdowns on Sunday against the Cleveland Browns, his third straight game with at least 450 passing yards. The only problem is the Cowboys are now 1-2 and two in those games. Now, after Prescott threw a game-ending pick in Week 3, team owner, team president, team personnel director, team coach, team assistant coach, strength trainer, chief cook and bottle washer Jerry Jones, he made the following comments on Dallas 103, the fan. He, quote, compared Prescott's playmaking ability to that of Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, and Tony Romo. The comments were strange to me. Were they a backhanded compliment? Or was Jones questioning whether Prescott's clutch playmaking ability will ever reach the level of Mahomes and Wilson? Or was Jerry alluding to the fact that, well, Dak... He can't make up for a bad defense. We're never going to really know exactly how the Cowboys' losses to the Seahawks and Brown would have turned out had the Dallas defense been able to get more stops. But here's the big but, Pee-wee. We do have a pretty large sample size of Prescott playing with a decent defense because before now, he's had one for his entire career. In fact, three of the last four years, Dallas had a top-ten defense. In 2018, they were the sixth-ranked defense, and in 2016, they were the fifth-ranked defense. Right around the number, giving up 19, 20, 20 20, 20.3, 20.1 points per game. This year, not so much, but Prescott didn't win those other years when he had a great defense. And If you really want to have some fun with this narrative, here's how Prescott has done as a passer. When he's down one score between four and eight points in the final four minutes of games – Compared to the NFL average Since he entered the league in 2016 We kind of call this like a clutch stat all right? so there's four minutes To go in the game You're down between four and eight points Prescott's passer rating In those specific situations 70.6 The NFL aggregate average Is 76.5 Yards per
0: attempt There's no distance too far for the perfect trip Hi, checking in for
2: which
4: means you're keeping your eyes down the field, you're making plays. Prescott's is a paltry 5.9. The NFL average is 6.7. That's not good either. The interception rate, Prescott okay in this category. The sack rate, Prescott bad in this category. The the touchdown rate, 2.8% terrible the NFL average is 4.6 percent I know these are a lot of numbers but I've got to give you some numerical perspective that that are you know these are measurable metrics that show how Prescott does in the clutch with four minutes to go in a game and, and the team is down between four and eight points just against the aggregate average of all the quarterbacks in the NFL forget elite that's not even good. In fact, it's bad in my view. Now, let's compare the clutch factor between Dak Prescott and Tony Romo. Now, see, again, this is where the Cowboys were down by one score with less than four minutes to go in the game. Passer rating, Prescott, I've already said, 70.6. Romo was 95.3. Touchdown rate, Prescott, 2.8%. Romo, 5.8%. That's significantly better. You want to compare him to Patrick Holmes? You might want to cover your ears. As for Mahomes, his clutch numbers are on a whole different stratosphere compared to Dak Prescott. Again, passer rating. I've already told you, Prescott 70.6. This is in the last four minutes of the game when you're down between four and eight points. Mahomes passer rating, wait for it, 122.6 yards per attempt. Prescott 5.9. Mahomes 9 yards per attempt. Touchdown rate, Prescott 2.8. Percent, Mahomes eight point eight percent interception rate. This isn't even fair. Mahomes has never thrown an interception when the team is down by eight four, between four and eight points with four minutes to go in the game. By the way, Mahomes sack rate one point seven percent. Prescott seven point seven percent. That's what you call a playmaker. So look, the fact remains: teams like the Chiefs. In, in in sometimes even the old Cowboys and certainly the Seahawks, they didn't even get to Russell Wilson. I think I've made my point. They curiously win games they're not supposed to. The Cowboys usually, inexplicably, they lose those same games. Now, Dak Prescott still has time to write his own history, but at some point he's got to have the W's, and they've got to start to appear on a more consistent basis. So far this season, the Cowboys have lost games, by scores of forty-nine to thirty eight and thirty eight to thirty one, but they also lost twenty to seventeen. Last season the Cowboys averaged the most yards per play and at a top six point differential and even won eight games. And now they're one and three to start the twenty twenty season. Oh, by the way, you can't blame Jason Garrett anymore. So while we know Prescott can move the offense, the real question is can he move the needle? Jerry ain't getting any younger. Time will tell. Coming up, you know them, you love them, you can't live without them. We're going to talk about some angles on Mackinac Sports to close out the show. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted. So don't go away. You're listening to Straight Outta Vegas. Straight
2: out of Vegas!
4: One of the best
6: in the business, Bernie Fratto. You get a whole lot of something with farmers' policy perks. So much, I'm going to have to speed things up. You can get new car replacement. So if your car is totaled, Farmers will pay to replace it with a new one of the same make and model, like reuniting with an old friend with the added benefit of that new car smell. So it's really new car and new car smell replacement. Get a whole lot of something with Farmers policy perks. Start with a quote by calling one eight hundred Farmers.
7: We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum.
6: Now for the legal something. Optional coverage not available in every state. Only available with select Farmers branded policies, subject to terms and conditions. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance. Exchanges or affiliate. What grows
0: in the forest?
6: Perk up your ears for Farmers Policy Perks. From discounts to added benefits, you can get a whole lot of something. Get a quote by calling 1-800-FARMERS.
7: We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum,
6: bum. Not available in every state. Only available with select farmers branded policies. Underwritten by farmers, trucker, fire insurance, exchanges, or affiliate.
4: We're back on Straight out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Before I go any further tonight, let me thank my broadcast team, Back in Los Angeles, turning all the dials, keeping us glued together, that would be Chris Perfett, Eric Roberts, and Ralph Irvin. Thanks so much, guys, for all that you do. All right, you know him, you love him, you can't leave without him. McKenzie, uh, there's this one team in football, used to call him America's team. The truth of the matter is... The more things change, the more they stay the same. But you're like a mother that won't give up on his 'er ne'er-do-well son. You actually like the Cowboys tomorrow.
7: I love the Dallas Cowboys minus eight and a half. And I think you're right. There's a lot of problems with Dak in the clutch. There's a lot of problem with the Cowboys against great offenses, good teams. None of that we're going to have to worry about tomorrow. The Cowboys are right where they want to be. This is their wheelhouse, Bernie, bullying up on a familiar division foe. The last few years, the Cowboys have been dominant in this position.
4: Well, you mentioned Dak, and you mentioned the offense, and to be fair, the Cowboys are a pretty good stat team. They're number seven in yards per play. They're number three uh, actually in yards per play differential. But football has three phases. How do you reconcile the fact that Dallas is worst in the league in NFL turnover margin, minus seven, and they're a mess defensively, giving up seven yards of play? They allowed the freaking Cleveland Browns to run for over 300 yards against them last week.
7: The Browns are going to surprise a few people all year. I really like that team, actually. But all the things you mentioned are very apt. But all those turnovers, penalties, team strife, that matters in a close game against a good team against a bad team like the Giants, who are currently 32nd with a bullet in scoring per game at 12 points per game. The Cowboys just have to put up their usual 35, and the Giants against against the Miami Hurricanes couldn't put up 28. They're just not going to be able to compete.
4: You might be right, although they did give a solid, the Giants did give a solid effort last week against the Rams, and you do have one thing
7: going for you. A total and... of nine points in that game, yeah. They, they, they played coverage,
4: you're right, you're right. Again, they they didn't give up a lot of points either, and I think the Rams are all right. Let's uh, all right. Let's not bury the lead here because the truth of the matter is Dallas is a bully. Fezzik's right; they're a bit of a bully, and you've got the stats to back up the fact that they've really dominated their division, even though they don't seem to make the playoffs. And they better because they're
7: laying eight and a half. Yes, that's right. Cowboys, the last thirteen games in division when they're a favorite, twelve and one. Straight up in ATS. Last 18 games in division in general, 15-3, and straight up in ATS. You know who I compare it to, Bernie? Giannis Antetokounmpo. (laughs) Against the Pacers and the Bulls, against the other terrible teams in the Central that see him every year, they're just they don't want it. They don't want that physicality. They just want to get out of the game. The Cowboys are just going to roll through Zeke and Dak. They can do this with pure muscle memory. They're going to score 30. Don't think the Giants can keep up.
4: All right. So the Cowboys are who you thought they were. The Giants are who you thought they were. One last thing. Jason Garrett will be on the sidelines tomorrow. He'll be in the opposite sideline. Who's that
7: favor? It's a very good question. Usually if you have like a Belichick or a Um, Nick Saban, someone that can, you know, dial up the schemes. You're going to say the coach is going to have a favorite is going to be the favorite over his old team to press the advantage. I don't really think that's with the clapper. I don't really think we have to worry about the schematics too much. I mean he'll be a, he'll forget that he's coaching the other team and he will start encouraging his guys. Xavier Woods will get a you know, nice brave applause. But I really think the Cowboys there's a lot of words this year spoken. I mean this week spoken about how they weren't as intense as they need to be. I think this against their old coach will be that one hundred percent all in effort for the defense and they'll hold the Giants to I don't know, twenty eight points. All right. Somehow the Philadelphia
4: Eagles managed last week to go on the road as an eight point dog and went outright. That's happened 53 times since 2010 when a team comes back the next week and they're a dog of six or more points. The numbers don't bode well for Philly. They're only 13-39 and in this spot. They're facing the Steelers, who I think has the best defense in football. Me too. But be that as it may, these two teams also coincidentally fall into that same category. In your view, they are who you thought they were.
7: As Dennis Green said 14 years ago, almost to the day, they are who we thought they were. Steve Fezzik, great better had the number one season bet was the Eagles under nine and a half wins. And it was a very simple and effective handicap. They don't have an offensive line. They have a complete sieve of offensive line. That was before Jason Peters went down last week. And they're going up against the Steelers, who, again, they are who we thought they were. Number one blitzing team, number one pressure team, number one sack team in the NFL. Carson Wentz will be running for his life. So I like the Steelers, but I like a prop play even more. Steelers don't allow any rushing yards to running backs. To to quarterbacks, however, they are vulnerable. They'll be blitzing a lot. Carson Wentz goes over 16.5 rushing yards.
4: All right, good stuff. So you like Carson Wentz over 16.5 rushing yards, and you like the Cowboys minus 8.5. And and I like... The Bengals plus 15.5 is my best bet. Thanks to Fezzik for joining us tonight. I'm Bernie Fratto. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Straight Out of Vegas. Next up, Jason Martin and the Jason Martin Show. Keep it locked right here, Fox Sports Radio.
6: Straight Out Vegas! Can't get enough football? Look no further than the Good Morning Football Podcast. Join me, Kay Adams, alongside Peter Schrager and Kyle Brandt for a daily breakdown of the league's biggest stories.
4: We do it all. We talk the personalities. We talk the game plans. We got fantasy tips. We got you covered
2: for all your football needs. Yeah, and we got recaps. We do the retweets. and we give you all the reactions to the wild moments that you might have missed on and off the field. Listen to the Good Morning Football podcast weekdays on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
3: The NFL Podcast Network is your home for all things football. Do you love hearing analysis around the league with a touch of mirth? Or maybe you enjoy breaking down X's and O's in the college scouting scene. Do you breathe, sleep, and eat fantasy football?
1: Perhaps you love the funny headlines that
2: emerge each week. What if you want in-depth news coverage with reporters? Or what
1: if you want to know exactly how each team got its name?
2: Well, you're in luck because the NFL Podcast Network has a show for everybody. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365.